0: Hi, it's Penny here, and look, on this episode, you'll meet someone whose job title you're pretty familiar with, but still, I learned more about what they really do in this 10-minute conversation than I've ever known. Stuart Williamson is a physiotherapist, a physio. He spends some of his time working with elite athletes who are as physically fit as they could ever be. And then the other part of his job is working with people like you and me who need help for pain or injury or problems I'd never even realised a physio would deal with. So what don't we know about the job of a physio?
1: I think probably the perception of physiotherapy in the last 10 years has hopefully changed a little bit. So um, different parts of the population or parts of the demographic will think that one physio might spend a lot of time with hot packs and, and massage and a lot of time in the clinic. Uh, And another physio might do a lot of hands-on manipulation and mobilisation. So there's a a broad spectrum of what the perception may be of physio.
0: And by manipulation, and what was the other word you used? Mobilisation. Sorry, I've
1: done it already. (laughs)
0: That's all right. No, health speak. (laughs) I mean, we're talking about what other people would think about as as kind of a massage of sorts.
1: Absolutely. So mobilising or manipulating, we're talking about moving joints. Um, So an analogy I often use there with moving joints is is a rusty old gate on a farm. And and if it's left closed for years and years and and the rust sort of sets in, then in order to open it, you've got to sort of wind it back and forwards and slowly get the thing to open. And that's a really good analogy for how human joints work as well. If, If they're moved and used regularly, they move well. And if they're not, then they get stuck and they stop moving properly.
0: It also sounds like it might hurt a little
1: bit. Uh, potentially at times it's, it is uncomfortable. I had a lady in today who um, we're working on, on a very stiff section of her back and it is uncomfortable and that's part of the process. You've got to you know explain that to your, your patient and get them to buy in that there is going to be a bit of discomfort and some sort of pain before the game.
0: You mentioned a couple of different approaches to physiotherapy before. What's your, what's your take on it?
1: Um, Look, I think there's been an enormous amount of uh, evidence-based information gathered over the last sort of 10 or 20 years, and that has probably changed the way we do things as a profession. Um, Many years ago, there was a lot of hot packs and sort of um, very, very caring and very well-intended practice, um, whereas nowadays it's sort of uh, more geared towards really... Well defined evidence based therapy um, that often involves more exercise based rehab, some hands on manipulation or mobilisation to go back to the health speak, but yeah, a lot of moving and, and using muscles and, and joints to better the body's ability to function.
0: For a lot of people, they might watch sport on TV and they know that there's a team physio, and I'm noticing that the uniform that you've got on now and you do do that kind of work, you work with Cricket Tasmania. But if we look at the many and varied reasons why someone might turn up to see a physio... How big is the range?
1: Oh, look, it's massive. It goes from things like problems with the inner ear down to foot problems uh, to women's health physio, which is a really whole area in itself that deals with the pelvic floor uh, in both men and women. Um, So there's just a huge gamut of of what we do do with the human body, yeah.
0: How do you help people's ears? (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, there are some little crystals in the inner ear that can sort of get out of whack with, if you're in a, in a bumpy plane ride or on a boat or something like that. And there are some, there's a series of movements that we can actually use to try and realign them and get them back to where they need to be.
0: What are some of the other more unusual or unexpected things that people come to you with?
1: One that may surprise the general population or a lot of the population is that we just do a lot with headaches. Um, so a lot of people would perceive that a physio is more a sprained ankle or a sore knee or a sore back Um, so we do and myself in particular we do a lot of treatment with um, cervicogenic or neck related headaches to get away from the health speak again (laughs)
0: you're correcting yourself nicely good so neck related headaches
1: yeah neck related headaches and that is a high proportion of headaches are actually related to stiffness or, or movement dysfunctions in the neck and the upper back
0: if you're able to cure people of, and I know cure is a, is a term that we don't like to use necessarily, but if you're able to help people with something like headaches, I mean, they must think you're a god.
1: I'm not sure it goes that far, Pen. <laughs> um, I, I did have, I had a great encounter of a chap with a headache, Oh, to be probably five or six years ago, and it was a big, gruff, burly sort of east coast Tasmanian farmer. And he'd been suffering these headaches for maybe six or seven years. Tried lots of different interventions, and eventually someone suggested he come and see me. And talking about that sort of sometimes it does hurt before it gets better, I'll never forget jumping up and down on his thoracic spine one day with significant pressure. Fortunately, the headaches were improving and resolving. But he said, Stuart, Stuart, stop. And he turned his face up from the table, having his head down in the hole, and he said, mate, my head is never going to fit through this hole, so please would you stop trying to push it through?
0: (laughs) So So. we're talking about the beds that you lie down on and there's a hole for your face. That's
1: right, yeah.
0: (laughs) How are the headaches, though?
1: Excellent. I haven't seen him for three or four years now, which is great.
0: Have you got some other stories like that of different patients that you've seen where you know the stuff that you're able to do through your manipulation and mobilization have have cured them of what seems to be a pretty common common problem
1: the hands on mobilizing or manipulating the joints is is a very is a component of it and then using exercise therapy to sort of alter how a joint or how a muscle operates how that mechanical part of the body operates is is the big bit so we use the hands on to get rid of pain in that acute phase and then use exercise-based lifestyle changes, mechanical changes that we can implement uh, with the person to make a difference. So probably my greatest example and probably what keeps me turning up every day uh, was a young lady turned up to me uh, four or five years ago now. She was um, mentally very introverted, um, suffered from a lot of anxiety disorders, um, actually found it very difficult to bring herself to come in to physio. She spent most of her time at home reading And her doctor had convinced her to come and see me to try and get her integrating back into some exercise and a healthy lifestyle. And we worked with her on all sorts of things um, related to foot pain and shin pain and gait and retraining how she walked and how she eventually ran. Three years later, she's lost 25 kilos. She's a wonderful, wonderful person. She wanders into the clinic and says hello to everybody. She uh, runs every day. She goes to the gym three times a week and she's a different human being as a result of it. So being able to affect someone like that, how they live and their quality of life is just outstanding.
0: But again, not something that I'd necessarily think about going to see a physio for.
1: No, it is. It's surprising, isn't it? I think a lot of it is... um, using movement and using a person's body to affect their life and improve their life.
0: I'm just thinking about, you know, the, the manipulation and the mobilisation is the start bit. You must then rely a lot on your patient doing what you tell them. <laughs> and, I mean, does that, get, does that get a bit tricky? Do you get a bit of resistance? Are you always reminding people...
1: Absolutely, And the worst cohort of people for not doing what you say are the professional athletes, so that makes life difficult when you work in professional sport. But I ask that question frequently as bluntly as you've just asked me. Are you going to do this? If I give you four exercises and ask you to change the way you set up your, your workplace, are you going to make the changes or not? If the answer is honestly yes, then we can go down that road and we can get terrific sort of gold standard results. If the answer is no, then I commend the patient on telling me the truth. <laughs> and I said, right, let's not reach for the stars. Let's reach for a 60% improvement by making a couple of little changes or just doing one thing or making one intervention rather than a multiple. Yeah.
0: What should people be prepared for when they come in to see a physio, whether it's you and the way that you work or it's a physio they might see in a hospital setting? I mean, what kind of information do you want from them?
1: Yeah, look, I think um, that's a really good question. And I think 90% of what I try to get out of, of the first um, meeting with a person or the first consult is to get to know them. Because if you don't know them, if you don't know how they live, if you don't know what their hobbies are and what they do, you're really going to battle to treat them because you have to treat everyone very differently. So number one, come in and be prepared to tell the, tell the practitioner, tell the physio who you are, what you like doing, what you're good at, what, what your, your pastimes are. Number two, have a really clear idea of how you think the problem came on and when it came on, because the the backstory to the problem or the mechanism of injury, as we would term it, um, is often a really, really important part of the diagnosis and then how we're going to change things.
0: Okay, well that seems like some pretty simple instruction. The next one is, how do I come and see someone like you? How do people usually get sent your way?
1: Yeah, so physios are really fortunate in the, in the health landscape. We are a primary practitioner or you know we people can self-refer to us by the same token we are often referred patients from specialists orthopedic surgeons cardiac surgeons gps the whole spectrum of the health industry We will get referrals from um, looking for us to deal with physical conditions being a a first contact sort of practitioner is really interesting and really exciting because people come in and you're the first person they've seen so there's a huge responsibility and a huge amount of um, a trust that they put in you as the first person they're, they're making aware of their problem.
0: Um, now, you are wearing your Cricket Tasmania outfit here. Working in the area of elite sports physio, how different is that compared to what you do at the clinic?
1: It's, com- it's like two different professions. It's completely different. So in the clinic, you sort of work on getting people from 20% up to 80% or from naught to 60%. At cricket, you spend 99% of your time getting people from 95% to 99. There are times with significant and serious injuries over there that you work at the bottom end of that scale, but the vast majority of your time spent sort of fine-tuning and tweaking, which is which is great and fun, but it also makes it really refreshing to go back into the clinic and help someone who can't walk be able to walk again, as opposed to help someone be able to bowl one kilometre an hour faster or, you know, something like that.
0: That's it because in elite sport you're dealing with probably the specimens that are at the height of their health
1: absolutely you are
0: and you're like you're not broken what how can I help you
1: that's right yeah it's you're actually trying to use movement and use your physio skills to actually improve their ability to perform rather than than, than to reduce pain or to help them function at an everyday level The
0: 101 of Physiotherapy, through the eyes and hands and guidance of Stuart Williamson. I'll leave some details about Stuart in the show notes and also some handy links to help you find out more about physios, what they do and how you or someone you know can find their way to one. This project was funded by the Healthy Tasmania Community Innovation Grants through the Tasmanian Government.